Tech and Music Fan. We got uh, Chill Gus, and then we got his feet on the mic right here as well. And then last but not least, we got the one and only famous Kadeem. Music being a fan. Please don't start rapping, bro. Please don't start rapping. Oh yeah, tech and music. You know, I, you wrote the lyrics. I'm just reciting it. You know how we do. Actually, I didn't. Don't take that away from my brother. Ah, oh, there we go. Now he ain't writing. How y'all doing, oh, ladies man. and gentlemen? Oh, welcome man, back. The prophet, man, that guy is. That guy, man, he put together a hell of a song for y'all. That, that is that rides, man. Wow, who, who, who is that talking? That's a very I, unfamiliar voice. He's you know, speaking before we even crazy. before we even introduced him. He's already just talking. Wow, okay, that, I guess oh, that's how man, that goes, man. huh? Up in the gun, kind of quick that's there. That, you know what? He's he's excited. We're excited, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Talk and Bullshit. It's your boys. We're back again. We took a little bit of time off, but we're back. You already know who it is. First and foremost, my name is Israel Sede, a.k.a. Mr. What's Poppin'? Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Well, this is Gus, of course. My bad. Come on. You're going to cut me off, man? The first time I I don't have to lead everything. I want to come on second, man. This is Randy, a.k.a. Tech and Music Fan. What's up? Hey. Uh, this is this is Angus, aka Gus. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Shifty G in a building. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I got a new name, Shifty G. Shifty G, aka Scam Artist, Brooklyn in his blood. By the way, by the way, for the couple uh, couple episodes past, Randy did get his bike. Okay, case closed. Wait, did you? Why are you lying? Why are you? I did not get my bike. My bike <laughs> was delivered. No, it, delivered. It, it, was, it was delivered. It was delivered, but it was delivered to Largo, Florida. I don't live in Florida. I don't oh, know where they got that address from, so I didn't get no bike. I know my fault you put the wrong address. Yeah, man. That nigga been buying for Amazon for years. Ain't no way he could put the wrong address. Scam <laughs> City Gus in the building. Hold on. We're all four fat. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy Famous. What's good? What's good? Ooh. Young fame in the building. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest with us to, to today and for tonight's episode. We want to introduce you a good friend of ours, a good friend of the podcast. His name is B. Todd. And yes, I did say B. Todd. That's his motherfucking name. B. Todd, introduce yourself. Hey, hey, what's going on, y'all? Um, yeah, big time fan of the show. Very excited to be here. Um, they call me B. Todd. You can follow me at Instagram at B. Todd's World. There we go. Vita, tell us a little bit tell tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Cool, man. So I am uh, I'm from Atlanta, from the A, born and raised. Um I'm up here, I'm an actor and a writer. You know, make films, uh write screenplays, just kind of like push uh, a lot of creative stuff and then um I like to talk and bullshit, so <laughs> it um, works out. Yeah, it just kind of worked out that way. There we go. We, we, we appreciate you. Most definitely that? shout out to him. He's our first guest. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out, bro. He's been rocking yeah, with us for a minute. And, you know, we've, we've been talking about this a lot as far as where we're going and the next steps that we're taking with our podcast. And, you know, having guests on there, every, everyone's always asking when you're going to have guests. But it feels good to have somebody that, that has been throwing us support from jump 
to sit there and, and want to actually come on and have some of these conversations with us. So we're very excited to have them up here. We look forward to having more people up here. Yo, send y'all names and let us know what y'all want to do. But for right now, we're going to just jump right on. How's everybody's weekend? Everybody good? Everybody's good, man, over here. Everybody, man. Just, I, I never believe Gus when he says he's good because, if y'all don't know, Gus hasn't worn a mask once since quarantine started. He's been living a very disgusting life. And, you know, we, we fear for him for time. And I'll huh? make sure when I see you, I cough in your face. You cough in my face. No, no, no. Because if you cough in my face, I'm going to punch his grandmother in the chest. Uh-oh. You cough in my face, I'm punching your grandmother in the chest. And I'm going to pull a Karen. Police, police. Guy with dreadlocks is attacking me. Punching punching my grandmother in the chest. <laughs> a funny little story, man. Um, my, my mom is actually named Karen. And um, it, whoa, whoa. how's that been for her? Nuclear fallout on the internet is actually really kind of hilarious. So I endorse it completely. Um, How has that been for her? It's I don't think she knows. You know what I mean? Because how how could she know? Like I think her sphere is kind of limited to Facebook, but all the same, like her and my <laughs> relationship. Um, you know, so look, I'm, I, for those of y'all that don't know, you know, I'm just like a, I'm a very proud and loud ally, and uh, I come from deep southern roots. We can say that, and so my mom and I have had conversations, you know, for years and years, and we've come to heads. Um, I don't, I don't think she has any idea that her name is trending in a way that she is like identifiably now the villain of 2020. <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just to clear this up for everybody that's listening, if you guys haven't noticed already or haven't picked up, B. Todd is actually white. So that's why the whole conversation about his mom being named Karen is so funny. So I just wanted to point that out. He's he's whitish. You're right, whitish. He's, he's whitish. whitish. <laughs> More red than that. I think, you know, Liz, honestly, I think if she found out in a weird way, I think she would be like, she would love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like she was like, "Oh wow, I'm like trending online." And be like, yeah, it's not a good thing, but okay, <laughs> you know, like shit. I don't know, man. Well, know. shout shout out to you for being vulnerable and at least in this moment and, and talking a little bit about that. I know it's, it's a lot going on in this world, but you know, we here to talk emotion and bring motherfuckers together because that's how we do. That's right. All right, so we're gonna kick it off. In case y'all haven't noticed or heard, Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon's wilding out. No more. Viacom has exited, it, has canceled it. There will be no more wilding out. And Nick Cannon has been fired. Y'all know why Nick Cannon been fired? Nick Cannon was accused. You're going to tell us though. I don't like. I don't like you being not a Mike. All right, <laughs> shut up. Okay. Right. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Nick you Cannon. Nick Cannon was fired for. Um, he had done a podcast in 2017. That's three years ago, where folks. People believe that he made anti-Semitic remarks. Uh, some of the remarks, um, I believe, weren't necessarily anti-Semitic, whereas they might have been ignorant in the word choice. But he said certain things that, that rub people wrong the, the wrong way. Uh, and I quote, um, that they asserted that black people are Semitic people by, as Nick Cannon put it, birthright, and therefore cannot be anti-Semitic. Uh, he also discussed the strength 
I, again, this is what I interpreted as, but he, the quality of people that came from those higher mountain regions being a little bit more barbaric because of the regions that they came from, being a bit colder, having to hunt from your food in those type of environments, he said created a more savage and barbaric type of people. And that there got him exed. Well, I, I'm, I'm assuming his he wasn't willing to apologize about saying those things, got him exed. So kind of want to know how you guys feel about that. Like, do you think that is fair that, I mean, I know how Gus feels about cancel culture, but if someone interprets something one way, should we have to apologize for the way that other people see what our statements are? Even if they are actually built in some type of fact. And if it's years ago that we said it, do we should we have to apologize and deal with some of those things uh, that we actually ask of other people to deal with? Well, I, well this is Gus speaking. Um, I we think that you're... no one should apologize for something that they said. But if someone is getting confused about the message, I think you should say it in a way that makes more sense to clear clarification for other people to understand. Because I'm a, I'm in my mindset of never apologize for what you said. But if someone in, interpreted what you said wrong, try to explain to them in the right way. Because I can't tell people how to feel whenever they hear my remarks. Because I don't know how people may take it. So it's my job as a communicator to... Um, Make sure you understand what I'm coming from and where I'm what I'm saying because like the whole Nick Cannon situation, I think he wasn't trying to make uh, racist remarks. But who am I to say? Who am I to tell people how to feel? So if Jewish people feel a way about it, I'm not going to say, "Hey, you shouldn't feel a way about it." He should just make a better attempt to um, say what he want to say in a better way. But if you want to ask me, I don't think he's meant any, meant any harm. But that's me. Well, the thing that's shocking to me is I didn't realize that this was from three years ago, and it was an old conversation. Um, the thing that's so confusing with me with this country in general is that we pride ourselves on having freedom of speech, but then yet when somebody exercises freedom of speech, we want to cancel them and take away everything from them. My thing is, you can't have it both ways. You can't tell people they can say whatever they want to say, and then the minute they say something that you don't like, want to tear their whole world apart. Like If people didn't want to watch Nick Cannon anymore, they could have choose to just not watch Nick Cannon. I don't think he should have got fired for the things that he said when we build this country on freedom of speech and how you should be able to say whatever you want. You you can say what you want and people can react to it how they want to. But to have him have everything taken away from him for something that was three years ago and that was possibly taken out of context is just fucking ridiculous to me. May I ask a May question? Ask a question? <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Where does it change then? Uh, for instance, are we saying that if it's directed harmful speech that then it's uh something that we should cancel people for for instance remember um what was that sportscaster's name that said nappy headed hoes about the uh, don uh, I was about to say that. Don Imus. Yeah, don yeah, Imus. Remember Imus? Enemy. he said he said he said them nappy headed hoes yeah. and the world flipped out about it now guess what he i didn't he, i didn't i don't care i don't listen to don Imus. i don't care what he thinks i don't but, care what his thought process but, is i can just tune out that's what people should do just let, me ask, let me ask you this question. When he made that statement, was it was it um, in that current moment or was it like a couple years ago that it actually resurfaced? No, I believe everything, it was everything, everything happened. Everything happened. That moment. In that moment. That was in the moment. It was in the moment. Yeah, so, so I just I just want I, I just want to 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 text point when we're discussing uh, being fair, uh, you know, for a lot of what's been going on lately has been some people speaking their minds and everything. 
uh, some people that aren't black allies been speaking their minds about something, and we've been on some shut the fuck up. I ain't trying to hit us. And not just we here at the podcast, but we as a culture have been on some fuck that, cancel that person for their beliefs. Are we are we being hypocritical in, in that in those feelings? So, okay, so I, I, I'm gonna not speak for us in, in that kind of circumstance, but um, cancel culture is it's, it's like it's a wildfire. Okay, like it works to our advantage when we want it to, like because we got Don Imus the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? But it's like one of those things where now the expectation is set, and so the pendulum is going to swing both ways, whether we want it to or not. Right. And so there's going to be voices on both sides that are going to be gotten out of here now because freedom of speech is a very weird and delicate thing. So what somebody said earlier was like, should you have to apologize? Right. Was that what Angus, I think you said that, right? Correct. Okay. So the thing is, no, you you do not have to apologize if that is your voice that if that is like what you believe or even like i think people reserve should reserve the right to be like yo i'm talking in the moment and like this was not like a well thought out thing but like this was a point i was trying to make and now we've dissected it years later and turned it into something else completely but you don't have to apologize you only have to apologize if you want to keep your job right this is this is America and like we have freedom of speech, but capitalism also has its thing. So you do not have to apologize. And I don't think you also need to apologize to keep your job. But that is just that is the, the, the grounds we're playing on. Right. You don't have to apologize, but it comes at the risk of losing your job. And so if you in that decision make the decision to say, I'm not going to apologize because there's nothing to apologize for here, then. In my opinion, Nick Cannon's going to be just fine down the road. Like yeah. Viacom or not, Nick Cannon is his own industry. Okay. So like. It's so incredible. Lost, right. Like we're talking about you lost <laughs> on MTV and BET and like, what is it? Uh, Paramount or something like that. VH1. Like, you know, uh, MTV's got Jersey Shore where people are like beating up the dance floor and punching each other in the face and calling each other choo-choo and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like. You can take your brand somewhere else and still make a lot of money. You know what I mean? I know Diddy's already reached out to him and said, come over to Revolt TV. Like, yeah. that, what's so wrong with that now? You know what I mean? So, no, I don't think Nick Cannon should have to apologize if he doesn't feel like he was hateful or whatever. He just lost his Viacom job. But he's he's Nick Cannon. Like, <laughs> that man's batting probably 545 on his career in my opinion. <laughs> He already took down Mariah Carey and got twins. He can't really do nothing worse. He can't anymore. leave out a back tattoo to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Kadeem, what, uh, uh, Famous, what's your thoughts? I think it comes down, uh, we can't be hypocritical. I mean, if you have your feelings on something, you should be able to say it. You don't have to apologize. Um, I've always been the person to say, like, I don't care what you say. Stand by your word. If I don't like it, it is what it is. I don't have to adhere to it. So I don't think Nick Cannon should... I don't believe he needs to apologize, but if cancel culture, like talk about, Hey, we're not going to cancel Nick Cannon, but we're going to cancel Don Imus. I'm like it, it, all of that. That's, that's the, from a point of hypocrisy. Like that's what literally is the problem with cancel culture. Either it's either all or nothing. And that's, that's the problem. So and people only, only want to cancel the things that impact them. 
Like, it's, if you're going to cancel everybody that does it, then you cancel everybody. You can't just cancel people just because, oh, I don't like what he said, but I like him so he can say what he wants to say. It's either got to be all or nothing. I'm like, look, freedom of speech is freedom of speech. People can say whatever they want to say. And like B-Tai said, you have to deal with the consequences of what you say. But to be canceled in a country where you we we always pride that you can say whatever you want to say, but then we want to censor everybody, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Yo, you I know think- what's so funny? Um they canceling Dwayne Wade because apparently he sent out a tweet basically supporting Nick Cannon and deleted it. And now everybody's talking about canceling Dwayne Wade and all this stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? You can't cancel that man. That man is wow. raising that, that man is raising a transgendered child in full support of his transgender black child out in public. And they can't win in a cancel culture against Dwayne Wade. It just it just wouldn't make any sense. The other the difficult portion of it is that our country has to be aware of is that when it comes to blacks and black folks in the Jewish community and our relations, it's a very difficult thing for, for people to be a part of. That's a difficult conversation for people to have when you look at the fairness and the treatment that our that our two communities go through and how they're not equal in any way or form. Right? Black people get all the shit about being on Section 8, but if you've ever renew, re, uh, reviewed any of those census things, most of Section 8 is the Jewish community. We get a lot of shit about we get a lot of shit about how there's no money, no opportunity for reparations for, you know, our ancestors going through slavery, and I get where it's be a little bit difficult to decipher who and where, but our Jewish counterparts have gotten have gotten uh, money back from from some from some banks, and I think that's where we that's where it becomes a little bit more difficult for for us to coexist because there's no conversations leading there, and then you have that lifelong argument that's been going on around who's the original Jews anyway, right? There's plenty of conversations that can be had of this. I think the you know the greatest thing that we do here is just invite people to have conversations anyway so we can talk through some of these things. And, and for our listeners, you know, y'all not talking with us at the moment, but just to inspire you guys to have these type of conversations to get some better understanding between yourselves and move forward from there. I mean, I agree. Like, I've listened to Nick Cannon's, like, that blurb or that clip or whatever, like, three times. I still can't tell you what he's even talking about. So I just don't even care <laughs> enough to look into this shit too painful him because if I got to, like, put in work and research to figure out what the fuck he's saying, you know what I mean? It can't offend me unless I, like, went in with the purpose of turning it inside out like that. You know what I mean? But, like, I, I don't know. Because, like just I said, wild people- part of the- Cancel is also like it's relevant, bro, because like people get canceled and they get brought right back with, you know, a PR stunt move. Someone saves a baby. You know, it, it he, everything changes. He's going to get back yeah, with like, Christina Milian and they'll be have, good. Here's the funny shit, right? P. Diddy fucking told him to come back to Revolt TV. No one's even dared to question to say that we're going to cancel P. Diddy. So that all Nick so Cannon funny. really needs to do, all so Nick Cannon goes to Revolt TV, gets the rights are wilding out. Turn Revolt TV and get some type of streaming platform to go on that. While and out is going to be fine. Nick Cannon is going to be back on top, and no one's going to dare cancel P Diddy. They're not going to cancel people like Hov. They're not going to cancel people like Beyonce. So all this cancel shit is bullshit. I you don't, know how I don't they? Know how they <laughs> I'm going you know to Revolt they? TV. I'm taking that show and I'm renaming it Blacking Out on Revolt TV. <laughs> <laughs> all I ask for is Puffy to give back Mace his master. That's all I ask. Just give him back. No, no, yeah. uh, no. Mace does not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me speak on that. Mace does not deserve his masters. Mace signed a contract, a multi-album contract. No, 
he made two albums and then he decided to leave and be a pastor. Right. He did not fulfill his contract. Hey. He does not deserve that. So, so if you're if you're, know, if, you're, if, you're like, if you're my boy though, like you my nigga, you're not gonna you're not. like <laughs> it's just no, no, no. it's like, just business. It's business. You're like it's business. If you call I, yourself a person part of the culture and spitting all this spiritual stuff and all this togetherness, no, but you, you still, still able- no, you still I get what Tech said. You still gotta separate that. You can talk about togetherness. Togetherness is fine, but if no. you're talking about making money, if you, like, let's say you owe me five hundred thousand dollars, I'm like, that's my brother, and you keep dodging me to pay me my five hundred thousand dollars. I can't be like my nigga. Yo, what's up? So I can't say you, that to you. So we gonna, so we gonna allow Puffy maybe a couple months ago or last year he was at the Clive Davis party on 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 record on the mic saying that black people should own our own stuff and all this stuff. You're just and repeating the, the, the same thing. No, but I'm saying he's saying he. He wants people to own their own stuff, but yet he has masters of someone that he. But he, but he didn't it. even honor. He, he didn't honor the contract that he signed. And you expect Diddy? Diddy made Mace who he was, and you expect Diddy to give back the one uh, thing that's profitable? No, 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 no. Hold on, wait, Gus. you want to say Diddy said you should own your stuff? Diddy but let owns me get, his master. Let me ask you. No, no, he owns the master. But the thing about it was, Mace came out and said that he offered. At first, he offered um, Puffy two million dollars for his shit. Puffy and, and Puffy said up. no. He pushed the shit no. up. I'm like, you don't have to. You want you want I, your I just, masters? Give me ten million. Would you go like, mad at the man? I own it. I could sell it to you for whatever I want. I just feel you like did he did he did make him? Because remember, he was he was murdered before he met him. Pete Diddy named him Pretty. Did he change? Did he did he change Mace's whole persona? And that's when he started. That's when he started going off. On top of that, like no one could cancel Diddy anyway because he already got into a shootout with J Lo on his side and he got away scot. He got away scot free. If you can get, if, if, if you can let, up. if you can let J Lo almost get shot and then not have to go to jail for it, you're good money. There's mm-hmm. nothing nobody can say that. No, he got away with that because social media wasn't popping back then. <laughs> That shit was on the front of every news. I don't know if you're old enough to remember newspapers. That shit was on the front of every newspaper. Let me ask you a question. If he would have did that now, you think that that shit would have flopped? If he if he just said take that, take that, and ran out the club, <laughs> you think it would fly right now? <laughs> you think it would fly right now? No niggas would say the same thing that they say about him anyway. How often the niggas uh, niggas is questioning Diddy's uh, sexuality on a re- regular basis? He got Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent won't let Diddy live for nothing. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but whatever whatever Diddy does, Fifty says something about everything that this motherfucker does. Like it'd be whatever. But we come to the end of that for the idea of, I guess some are your and I is. Are we rocking? Are we still rocking with Nick Cannon? Do we? Are we gonna follow Nick Cannon to Revolt TV? You're or not? Is it your? That's a definite year. That's a definite year. Absolutely. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think he offended anybody. But who am I to say who he offends? But I give him a year. I want him to go to Revolt. Famous. Yeah, let the nigga go to revolt. Support black, support a black business, man. Of course, I ain't got a problem with that. Fuck Viacom. Viacom's <laughs> <laughs> becoming a monopoly, man. They bought out a lot of plate things. I don't give Me a time. shit if Diddy want to take over. Let Diddy take over Revolt TV. Get Wallin out. I guarantee you, that's gonna be nope. the first block. You know what's so funny? Gonna be the next Netflix. You know what's so funny? I was gonna say go to BT, but Viacom's on BT, so I was like, fuck that. Yeah, Vitaly, what you yeah. think? I, so I say, yeah, I'm still rocking with him, yeah, but like only in the sense that. I'm only fucking with him as much as I was like two or three days yeah, ago. Yeah, it didn't change. It's not that much. Well, I'm not a Nick Cannon fan. I'm fucking with Nick Cannon. He has a good team. He'll be all right. Yo, so we yeah. got to support. We got to support Nick Cannon. Everybody, after the podcast, when y'all listening, 
Uh, make sure y'all go listen to Gigolo on uh, no, Apple Music. No, Kelly's on Gigolo. Oh, oh, he oh, is? I don't think that's <laughs> No. It doesn't matter. I told you already. I, I still listen to R. Kelly. I'm a gigolo. I've been rocking with Nick Cannon since all that, man. Shit. I mean, he's a goat, right? Shut like, up. he's been part of the culture forever, right? Yeah, so man. he's a goat. He'll be fine. Yeah. If Eminem could kill you and still not completely kill you, you're you're good. Like, yeah, this, he's he's a nuclear roach. Like, that motherfucker ain't going <laughs> nowhere. Stop on him, but he's still coming back. Yeah. All right, uh, next up on the agenda. This just happened, what, yesterday? Day before? Mm-hmm. Tory Lanez is in the news today, ladies and gentlemen. Tory Lanez, if y'all don't know who that is, he's the extremely tall and extremely, uh, he, has, he has extremely long hair, uh, well-groomed <laughs> man from, uh, from Canada. Tory Lanez came out, he's an R&B singer or rapper, or maybe a combination of the two. I'm not really sure of what he claims himself to be. Tory Lanez from Canada come through to New to uh, to United States and been just busting out hits left and right, left and right, and the world is loving him. But he's in the news, and why was he in the news? Tory Lanez was arrested for having a gun in his SUV, and Meg Thee Stallion. Y'all know who that is. Meg Thee Stallion, the newest female hip hop artist taking over the world, was shot in the foot, not the leg. The foot, and so Tory Lanez went down. That uh, was been has been arrested. Now it was never stated that Tory Lanez was the person who shot her, but uh, Meg Stallion's DJ, who is DJ Lil Jew, made the beat. Is that correct? Lil Jew made the beat. That's his name. Lil Jew made the beat. All right, guys, I wrote that out phonetically so that uh, <laughs> I could say it correctly, <laughs> and it looks absolutely terrible on my notes here. It looks really bad, especially coming from the conversation we just had. Lil Jew made the beat, uh, went to his uh, social media and wrote, at Tory Lanez, and I quote, at Tory Lanez, count your fucking days, end quote. Uh, and then wound up deleting it. How do we feel about that? Well, do we think that Tory Lanez may have dun, 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 shot Meg Thee Stallion in the foot? I'll be honest with you. <laughs> when, I was seeing, when I was seeing it all over the, over the <laughs> my stupid ass, I kept seeing Tory, Tory Lane shot Meg Thee Stallion. I was like, they talking about sex or like, <laughs> I thought that they were talking about sex the whole time, but apparently she has a hole in the foot now and she's a savage, but she's hurt. How so bad, but that? now she can't, she can't twerk no more. Listen, foot. she can still twerk because it's all in the knees. Her knees are still fine. We know, we know them knees. <laughs> she didn't get shot in the knee. She got so, shot in the foot. She's going to be all right. Twerking. You said, what's wrong with you? Well, anyway, when I say that, but she got some, I bet she got good feet, bro. Oh, you got feet? You want his feet need to start your own business. Bam, 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 bam. Breaking news. B Todd is a feet man and he's no. all for it. I would be a If y'all looking for y'all toes sucked, holla at my boy B Tizzle in the building. No, don't come with me because you're not making the problem. Right, Megan the BD Todd, we'd be perfect together. Everyone else, keep your feet at home. I'm not looking at that. He said BD Todd. <laughs> He's shooting his shot, but she already got it. Oh, <laughs> all right. How we feel about that, though? Do we do? I mean, obviously, it's all speculation, but you know, how y'all feel about Megan Shine being put in a situation? It wasn't even her, it wasn't just her either. Um, what's the young lady's name? Kylie Jenner was out there too. Everybody was running scared. They must. They were having a shootout, and uh, 
one thing that I, I say is uh, I don't really know too much of Tory Lane's music, but I've heard him threaten a few people, and it seems that uh, he means that shit. Nah, I, if y'all want to step up to a real tall thug with long locks, step up to Tory Lanez because he's oh, about man. that business. Nah, it's funny. Uh, what's, what's, yo, Tory, I don't know what went on. Just basically someone got a hole in their foot and that's Megan. But, I mean, I, apparently someone probably tried to say something or get at them and he probably just took his gun and something and let off some rounds or something. Is her name know, Megan the Stallion? I mean, that's a stage name. You, yeah. You just said Megan. Is her actual name Megan? I believe it is. Yeah. Megan's her first her name okay. is actually Megan. I don't. I don't know too much of her music either because I can't rap the lyrics. Because she says things that I'm just not going to repeat out loud. There's no way that I'm going to talk about. Nah, but one thing I can say, yo, Tori's about that life, though, man. Tori's about that life. When he, I think I find that more impressive than anything else. Yo, he's five foot three and he's about that life. When he was about to slap the shit out of Travis Scott. Chill, chill, chill. He's six, he's six Yo, four. Stop playing more, man. Listen, listen. When you are five foot three, you have to be about that life because you everybody's like, looking like down a, on you. You got to be. Randy, you like dogs? Right. You know how like little puppies always trying to get at the big dogs? That's Tory Lanez, man. Put this in perspective, y'all. 5'3 Tory Lanez with 6'2 Meg Thee Stallion. She probably reached for his french fry and he got scared. He... <laughs> probably. Hold on, Meg the Stallion is six two. I don't know. She's, she's, yo, no, 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 bro, bro. When I was right now, I'm gonna tell listen, you right now. Listen, listen. When I shot photos of her at SOBs and she got off the stage, we were looking eye to eye. That is not a small woman. And and Randy six eight six eight three fifty. Randy six, Randy three fifty. Randy damn, used to play man. football for the for the Chicago Wieners. Is not familiar with Chicago hype. Wieners. What's up with you, man? You didn't play football for the Chicago Wieners? No, no, I did not play for no Chicago. Oh, they Wieners. didn't call it the Wieners, the Elvis. The Elvis is what they call it. Oh God, Glizzy, <laughs> the Chicago Glizzies. <laughs> but Gus, how tall is she? Come on, man, you're supposed to be quicker with the, with the reference. She's five ten. Oh, that's not that tall. That's my. Well, she had on heels. That's why we were out of eye, but still. Okay, She's tower over freaking but old man. Five three is short. Yo, I never that short. I don't like talking about short people because I've been short my whole life. I finally like broke. I broke up like five, being short. And think I'm taller than you. How, how fucking tall are you? Five eleven, dude. You've never been five eleven in your life. You're a liar. You're a liar. Your kids are liars. What are you talking about? You've never been five eleven in your life. Your children are gonna be liars. The kids that you have and you don't claim, they're gonna be liars because you're a liar. Don't be like that. Don't be saying nothing like that. Famous. How tall are you? Uh, five eight five nine. Okay, how tall is Gus compared to you? We're very close in height. This Gus motherfucker like, just said he's five eleven. He said he's five eleven. You know, I'm, whatever. I'm close to Randy height. Well, B Todd is taller than all of us. Hold so. on, B Todd is taller than all of us, but that's just not fair. Uh, when you if y'all down if you born in the south and you yeah, like you I, was, I, I lived in the south, but when you born in the south. It, it changes your blood. Like, your whole DNA structure yeah, becomes something right. different. I think all the football players come from the South. That's where all the good football players come from. Yeah, that motherfucker. Uh, B, B, if y'all see B-Top, B-Top is, is shaped like Stone Mountain. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's outrageous. This motherfucker is yeah, big yeah, for no reason. No confederacy on this face. But you, yeah. <laughs> but if we learn anything through all this, is one, Tory Lanez is really a shooter. He's really about that yeah, life. Yeah. Meg Thee Stallion, May have beef with him now because we don't actually know what happened, but the fact that her DJ 
said, Tory Lanez, count your fucking days. So it may be something there. This is this is the reconstruction of events. Okay, so uh, she came like it was leaked out that she had been arrested. She came out today and said she was not arrested. She said that yes, she was shot in the foot. Um, her friend that she just took a pic with this other girl also said that like she was like in the vicinity when it happened. But she said in her Twitter like I did not shoot Meg Thee Stallion, which is wild to say in public. Um, and then we saw footage leaked, of, you know, just recently seeing Meg Thee Stallion get out of her car and like you can see her hobbling, you can see like blood on the pavement, you can see toy lanes on the ground. So like we, she wasn't arrested or she was, we don't know, like it's still going back and forth. So the interesting part of that video. It's messing out. The only thing I don't understand is that. You are a multimillionaire. You should hire people with guns on them. Why are you walking with a ratchet on you, man? Keep Save that shit for your bodyguard, I man. I mean, sometimes my bodyguard, if, it, if, it's legal, if it's nah, legal, I, I'd rather, if it's legal, I'd rather have it on me. But if it was, was he would be no rely on somebody else. Nah, but if you have you have paid killers on you, man. Yeah, but even, 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 even if you have, even if you have, you, you own it legally, you still get arrested. When you, when you, if you, if someone walked into your house and kills my, you can still get arrested. They have to arrest you just to figure things out, so you can still get arrested. The interesting part of that video is that to jail, um, dude. They, they must have ran the must have ran that the gun. It sure, that's why I said that's why I said if it was if it's legal, I'd rather have it than rely on somebody else. And that's gonna be me the whole time. That's like saying you got bodyguards, but if somebody run up, you you're waiting for them to protect you. I'm never waiting for anybody else to yeah, hold me down. If Jeopardy going to jail, then have not, I, if, even if you have them with you, I'd still rather have it on me. I mean, each his own. How, you can't do anything about somebody else's reaction time. You're going to do something about yours. I'm gonna have one. Shit, all right, it's over. I mean, I'll be I'm like the six nine. Everybody goes around me. You gonna be, be like in the six middle? Nine? I bet. I'll be in the middle. I'll be in the middle. Wild. You want to be in the middle? Taking all those men. See, you gonna take it to another level. But all right. All right, it's all good. You want to six nine in the middle of a bunch of men? That's fine with me. I right, do what you please. Take it. All right. Famous, what's up? Yo, yo, what happened? <laughs> oh, <bro. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm we apologize. Fame, fame, famous is. I'm being a father. Here. He's being I'm a dad right now, and I watched him be a dad just now, and I called him out on purpose, and you know it was very fair. Famous for discussing Tory Lanez, Meg Thee Stallion. I honestly don't care. <laughs> to be honest with you. You know the funniest thing? I knew this motherfucker wouldn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> look, I don't really care I, I, all that much. I think it's funnier than anything, but. Yeah, I mean, the way Does I look it, at it, you know, you know, you know what actually shocked me? A little actually shocked me when I heard about it. Oh, I saw the picture. I didn't know how young this nigga Tory Lanez is. This nigga's like twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. Nigga's born in ninety two. So when I saw that and it blew my mind, I'm like, this is the same nigga that had beef with Drake like four years ago. This nigga was just fresh out of high oh, school when child. he had beef. With Drake. We found a lot of information about Mr. Tory Lanez today. Yo, you should have seen the, I, the I, video. You should have seen the video with him and um, Travis Scott. That man was about that life. That's the, the, the craziest thing I saw was in that video was uh, B Todd. I mentioned it like uh, Meg Stein was hobbling away, and it looks like Tory Lanez is on the ground, but that's just his height standing next to Meg Stein. <laughs> yeah, he's but, I mean, he's beyond, that small. Beyond that, I really like this whole situation. To me, is going to blow over very quickly. So. 
uh, you know, yes, Magnus Allen is shy, and I do feel bad. I do feel bad for her. She's the victim in this. That that DJ saying your days are numbered. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go after Tory Lanez? Good job, dickhead. You just put yourself on blast. And well, you can't go after Tory Lanez. And it happens to Tory Lanez. Now they come and looking directly for you. Good job, dickhead. That makes no sense. Like what the people that? And I really don't think this nigga Tory Lanez has been arrested before for having guns. This nigga's. I I really don't think you want to try to perpetuate some type of story like that with Drake. So I honestly I don't care. I'm just more shocked at how young uh, Tory Lanez is. That's crazy. I didn't know he was that young. Yo, you got to be careful with the short shooters, right? Because they, when you short, you you really don't have much to live for. You, I mean, nah, I shouldn't say that. No, it's you can lose at any moment. Y'all remember? Y'all remember the real Fifty Cent? No. How many bodies? Do you, y'all know who the real Fifty Cent is, right? I never. No, I think I've heard of that, but I don't know. So the real Fifty Cent was a uh, was a stick up dude from uh, from Queens. So before 50, before Curtis Jackson got the name Fifty Cent. It was a moniker given to a dude from Queens that was a stick-up dude. He used to run up on people, drug dealers, and rob them. He was like 5'2", and he got bodies on him. I mean, that that's why 50 got the, that's why Fifty took the name, but he got bodies. Are you about to do research on, for me, Gus? If y'all ever get the chance to watch a documentary, The Real 50 Cent, it's an amazing documentary. But it makes you also weary of a lot of these short dudes that be walking around, and they look at you, and they say, I'll shoot you in the face. They have nowhere else to go. That's what that's what they're gunning for. So y'all gotta be careful with these short dudes. Look, I don't, I don't want any smoke with Tory Lanez. If he's taking out Meg, you know, I know he would quickly dispose of me. I don't I don't really care. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna try the man. I don't know him personally. I've heard his music. I'm not personally surprised after listening to what his music is about that he is about that life. Nah, nah, nah. Don't, don't say I that mean, like that. Sometimes it isn't, and. I don't know, but like, that's the thing. Most most rappers talk it, but they don't really live it. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, you know Ross was my man. So all I want from Tory Lanez is more quarantine radio. That's all I need, man. More quarantine radio. Oh, see, shut up, guess you're just a pervert, bro. I'm a pervert because I want to see more quarantine radio. That shit is fire. Why you want to see it? Because you see young women get their shot at making some money. You know what I mean? In what, capa- in what capacity? I'm doing doing an art form of dancing. You ain't, you ain't <laughs> If y'all haven't noticed by now, Gus knows how to stay on the fence better than anybody in the entire world. If y'all looking for a motherfucker to just help y'all in y'all PR nightmares, holla at my man Shifty G because he'll make sure that you never get in trouble for nothing. Shifty G, you're the greatest. All right, so since I'm Shifty, let's go to another man named Shifty K. Kanye. That was a terrible transition, and uh, I suggest you shut the fuck up for this point forward. Uh, mute, mute him, somebody. Uh, but yeah, we are gonna go forward to Kanye West. Is still it was uh, it was mentioned it was mentioned a little bit a little while ago that Kanye West was gonna denounce his uh, his candidacy for presidency. It turns out he's not with the shits. He's going all the way with this. Kanye West is still running for president. We just talked about it. Uh, last week or our last episode, and we all said if we had to choose between Kanye West and his irrational ass and uh, Donald Trizzle and his irrational ass, who we choose? We all went Kanye West, but B-Tide is here. B-Tide, Donald Trump or Kanye West? Oh, God, man. Um, I, you gotta, like, if I have to choose between those two choices, specifically between 
I have to go Kanye because he shows these windows of lucidity where it's like he's with us again, just for a second. You know what I mean? And then he goes back to crazy land. <laughs> so we just, man. You just have to have somebody in the White House with some pills to give him. This man was MAGA. Now he swore off Trump. Now he's running for president. Then he said, no, I'm just kidding. We're not. Then he's, yeah, okay, I'm, I just filed paperwork today. Like, my man, what just happened to your old Navy dealer? You know, your super gap deal. Like, <laughs> let's just work on that. Let's just work on that, Kanye. We don't need to be president. Let's just let's just do some good gap. <laughs> I don't know if I paid attention. But Kanye West is a is a, the scammiest bastard in the world because whenever the focus is off of him, he some, somehow some way finds a way for us to 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 talk about him. But that's we all know this is bullshit. That's what he's supposed to do. He's a he's, that's Son, he's a designer. He's a rapper. He ain't supposed to be freaking no, talking about again. Not to bring him up again, but is that not what Fifty Cent does? If Fifty Cent has something new to sell, he he'll make himself relevant by starting a beef with somebody. Have you not noticed that by now? Or but he'll do it. He'll do it with he'll beef with people on purpose. Like when Jim Jones was putting out his, his uh, second to last album, Fifty went at Jim Jones every single day, and they're actually pretty cool. But he did it, in my opinion. But he'll go if I talk about you. People are gonna be like, "Oh, let me let me listen to why this is happening." And I think he drives more energy towards people. I think people mistake the type of beef that he get for just like like driving the conversation towards people. Well, more but money. Fifty Cent be beefing with people that are not like on a level of what Kanye when he's trying to start his bullshit. Kanye's talking about presidency, and Fifty Cent be talking about Jim Jones. I love Jim Jones, but he's not a, he's not as popular as you know. Other Are you saying you saying Fifty Cent now or Fifty Cent in the past? Fifty Cent still, he still does it. He still does that petty shit. Man, no, 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 no. You say that he doesn't beef with people on his level. Are you saying Fifty Cent now doesn't do that or Fifty Cent in the past? Because Fifty I Cent now, to... now, now. Okay, because Fifty Cent definitely went at Jay. He went at yeah, Jay to go through with Fat Joe. All Fifty Cent now. Who's he beefing with? Freaking executives and who, who else he's beefing with right now? Freaking um, executive shit is hilarious. He had pictures of some executive's wife. Yeah, I don't he, know, man. He posted my man's wife like every day for a solid two weeks. Yeah, so personally, I mean, I'd have to fight him. I, I just feel like this whole Kanye West shit is a distraction, and he's just doing this because this man is just crazy. And I don't, I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. I feel like maybe by August he's going to say, "Yo, I'm not feeling well. I can't do this anymore," and he's going to drop out because he's just a con artist, man. And I, I feel like we shouldn't be paying attention to this motherfucker. We're He's trying to joke. skip the whole month of August because this this year has been trash. And August, trash. You see, it's August worse. is already yeah. trash because of Alcina. So we're trying to skip straight through August and just go straight to so, September. Like, this is the question, though. Do you think he is doing a stunt or do you think he legitimately wants to run for president? I think he, think he's legitimately crazy, and there's just parts of him that I, want to be the president. I think he's, I think he's crazy. He's just crazy enough to think that he's gonna, that he wants to um, run. That's what I think he. Is. I think sometimes he's just wishy washy. He's. I feel like the next day he's gonna be like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I just feel like he puts so much pressure on himself that he say stupid shit and do stupid shit just to get people's attention, and then later on regrets it. He just, I just needs mental health is a serious thing, and he needs help. I think that he that if given a chance and put into the position, he would actually have a crazy opportunity uh, to do some good. What are you going to do? Tell everybody where he's in the fucking White House? No, but remember, his wife, he and his wife have been working crazy hard to get people to actually, okay. you know, out of, I, I out of jail. 
They've been doing a lot, lot of work. They've got a lot of people out of jail. They've gotten like 18 some people out of jail. And like, we're not talking about like, Trump just commuted the sense of, what's his name? You know what I'm saying? But like, Kim has actually gone in. They've gotten like some real innocent people out of jail. And, and as much as I do not like that whole Kardashian thing, they are doing, this one thing is a very good thing that they are doing. Now, yeah. I don't think you can translate that to a whole political agenda. Well, I the Kardashian, I think I commend Kim. I commend Kim on what she's doing. But like they like what um my man Charlemagne the God said that man. In order to talk to Trump, you gotta be a celebrity, you gotta be on that man's level. So I feel like she's talking that man on his level, and that's why they can communicate better. That's the only Fuck reason they use it. If we can use would, it, if we can use them to, to get things to be better. I just um, feel so I feel so upset that it takes Someone mental capacity as Kanye and Donald Trump that can easily be a president. Whatever happened to the to the old days when you had to actually go to school or actually practice politi- politics? The thing is that that, 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 is, that is never been a rule. No, but this is how I compare it. Whenever I hear a rapper spits like some Southern artist, and if I feel like I can rap better than you, you shouldn't be an artist because I know I don't have any skills. So if you hold feel, on, if I feel like on. I can rap better than you. Why should you? Why should you be a rapper? That's Hold my on. opinion. That's my I don't know if y'all saw that. Like I could, but B Ty was about to kill you because you ain't just say any no, rapper. I said some. This I nigga, said some. You said I southern. Say, I said you said southern. I said, I said some. You said if you're a southern rapper, Gus called out every rapper from the south for no reason just now. Don't say that shit. Cool. We gotta be talking. I fuck with Luda. I fuck with three. No, it's too late. It's too late. You already you already ruined it. You already said what you got to say. We about to we about to hear B Todd in a second because uh, next week uh, or this this Monday coming up, we have a new versus battle coming up. It's gonna be DMX versus Snoop Dogg on the very in the next versus battle coming up. How y'all feel about that? The dog versus the dog, dog man next versus Snoop. I think the handicap battle. The handicap battle. I, I feel like DMX is gonna wipe, wipe wash the floor for um Snoop. I'm sorry, X X catalog is better than Snoop's catalog, and you could debate me on that if you want, but. That's how I feel, and if Randy or Kadeem or B-Tow challenge me... Now, give me a second. Go ahead. Tech, what's up? I know DMX catalog is better. Just that Snoop got more songs, but DMX got more bangers and more shit that will hit your head. Tech, what's up? um, So, so Gus, do me a favor. Name three songs of DMX's latest album. Nick, you ain't hear what I said? I said said he got more bangers, man. I said he got more bangers. I ain't said right now. I said he got bank more bangers. Listen, DMX first two three albums were incredible, but when you talk about the longevity of Snoop, just off his collabs alone, you, you, you talking about longevity? Actual good songs that are actually. What you should better? have did was ask him to name three songs off of Snoop's last album. You idiot! I don't and know. Then, yeah, you're the. Co- you're not supposed to know. You're supposed to ask Tech so that you can. What you, 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 you made it seem like you was talking to asking Tech that. Because I, I, I wouldn't be able to name three songs. No, tech, tech, tech sat there and shut you up by saying, name three songs. He said the latest album. Sure. What you should have did was go, I don't know, but name three songs off of Snoop Dogg's latest album. Listen, and then you would have had a good argument. But you no, sound no, stupid listen, my, right now. No, tech no, beat you argument, with your own argument. No, 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 no. My argument is that DMX has more bangers and more shit that actually connect with, more, with people. Well, in New York, I guess. But... So, look okay, 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 so I, what you I, just said, you're talking from a New York bias, but to say that Snoop Dogg, one of the biggest rap artists, he has more ever songs to get washed, you are crazy, bro. Are you telling me just because, all right, so just crazy. because a person has more songs doesn't mean it's, it's better? 
No, that's not what he's saying. We're talking about his. No, no. All right, so in your opinion, the versus. Who do you have in versus? Who do you have in versus? That's what we keep saying. I keep saying that it's only twenty songs. Doesn't matter how many albums you have. You have to have twenty songs. All right, so you're telling me that makes twenty like hits though, essentially because Snoop Dogg has. Look, I don't. I'm not trying to interject. Okay, but like. You are, but go on. Juicy, yeah, I am. I've already done it. <laughs> DMX, we all know, has not had as much of a career as he could have had, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Of, like, just what's yeah. happened, right? The Booker yeah. Sugar, and, like, and then the Booker Sugar got health factors in and everything like that. Like, I wish we could have seen like a a a a, a fully developed DMX going to this, but just out of sheer longevity, Snoop has. To stay relevant has come up with so many songs, decade after decade. He switched genres. We, we're, we're talking about Snoop Lion in this same conversation, and he can go to that back too. He has his Pharrell albums, and we're not even like talking about like his his, oh, his, his gospel, gospel. Like, albums. The he, gospel. Just did his, he just did a gospel album. I know. Right? You said first twenty. You said twenty songs, right? Oh yes. Three, three first DMX albums alone, and versus whatever Listen, Snoop can put Gus, up. You got to remember your argument. Now, granted, I'm way more of a DMX fan than I'm a Snoop Dogg fan. But your argument is going all over the place. So Listen to what you're saying. We're not talking about how... how we're, you have to put 20 songs versus 20 songs. Yes. Simple okay. as that. So you look first at, but when you look at the longevity, I think B-Todd made a valid point. Like We didn't get the DMX that we could have gotten because he wasn't in his prime when he was like... He was... Fire! Don't get me wrong. I love DMX. I think he's one of the. He's in my top ten. But did we get him to the, all the way to a point where he just like maxed out, no, or did all the drugs and shit fuck him up, and then we we got we got what we got out of him, and we never we never saw it again. Famous. Got no Gus was the guy, Gus. Nah, so I I, I get what y'all were saying, but if we're gonna collect twenty songs, I understand that DMX. We didn't get the 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 best out of DMX. Because of the whole drug issue and stuff, and I commend Snoop for lasting this long in the industry. He's like fifty years old, still lasting this long. But I'm saying that the first three DMX albums is more efficient enough right now for any of Snoop Dogg's catalog um, first uh, twenty songs that he has. That's a tough one, bro. I'm looking at DMX's three albums that you're talking about right now, and I don't even know if I can pick twenty songs, bro. What off those three albums? That's a that's a I'm saying now. Listen, because you gotta like, as a fan, you have to be able to take yourself out of it enough to see like, this is a this is a general view of hit versus hit, and are you looking at just the lyrical content, or are you looking at the wow factor and like the song, oh, right? Like, oh. The song itself, right? It's gotta. Dmx, I think, in my opinion, beats Snoop lyrically. Lyrically, right? yes. Like, Snoop has hit after hit after hit after hit. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about like the backtracks on the DMX album that were great songs. If they can't go hit for hit for something that's super popular worldwide, even the Rough Rider um, album is, is he, you could pull up like at least seven good damn songs. We're, not, we're not saying that. We're not saying you're, that again, Gus. I think you're confusing. No, 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 why, why are we Why are we arguing with this? We get it. He does not like Snoop Dogg. That's just it. You know what? How about this? Who do you think would win this versus? Better. I, I'm biased. 
I'm biased. I'm a DMX fan. I'm a I'm a Snoop Dogg fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Snoop Dogg fan. But if I'm from New York, so I relate to what D, the way DMX fits. His lyricism is a New York style lyricism. What he talks about is New York shit. I think you have to take yourself out of it though and recognize the quality of music that Snoop Dogg makes over that over his span of his career has been fantastic, and it speaks to where he's from. He's from California. The way that he rhymes, the smoothness in which that, that motherfucker hits them beats, that's a Cali thing. But it sounds fucking amazing, bro. Snoop Dogg on a the track, there's not too many people that hit the, that ride a beat the way Snoop Dogg rides a beat, yo. Snoop Dogg is one of the only West Coast rappers that has truly transcended his coast. Like, and, and he's been fucking everywhere. everywhere. He was good anywhere. He no, went right? to New Orleans with, with, a, with no limit. He went nuts over... Fuck them all right. niggas, cause I'm down. And he still spit Snoop Dogg's way, even on that shit. And I so, hope he puts that song up there because that verse was fucking fire. So, right, if you hear the verses, B type, in your in your humble opinion, do you think that DMX has a shot of beating um, Snoop with his twenty hits versus DMX twenty hits? Because I'm looking at DMX, Dark as Hell is Hot, and I literally could pick out eight songs right now for this. One fucking album, straight up that y'all will know that's fire I and that'll popular. I've been watching verses with you, and I think you and I could agree that some of these DMX songs are really, really great. But a great song does not compare to a hit because a hit gets an instant reaction from the crowd, right? A hit is something that DJs lean on. They're not leaning on the backtracks of DMX to get the people going, and so that's what an not a hit. That's what a verse is. I think he may have a because. When you so you told me that when you look so at Nate, uh, so Nate, ten songs that Snoop did that was an actual hit. Yo, stop arguing with him. He doesn't like Snoop Dogg. He's, he's fired. I'm just saying that DMX is going to win. You cannot, you cannot, with a straight face, say that Snoop you know Dogg does not have ten hits. You are smoking, bro. If, if he has ten arguing. hits, name it stop. right now since it's so popular. You can name ten bro. hits right now. Like so much shit. Like, are you crazy? You know what? Sexual How about this? Kadeem, Kadeem, Kadeem can, you, you can you give your opinion, Kadeem? Sorry for this. Can you give your opinion, Kadeem? I think the thing with Snoop is that a lot of New Yorkers did not, a lot of New Yorkers born in the 80s, 90s, whatever that time, because of the whole East Coast, West Coast beef, do not give Snoop as much credit. Good so, point. of course, you could easily go say someone like, DMX is the bigger rapper Good off point. red. So I think where Angus, where you're looking at it is if you a nigga that like Easy E and you like the cruising down you know the street my six four, that's how Snoop rap. So a nigga who like that type of music will automatically put Snoop above. And that's kind of looking at like TI versus 50 Cent. I to me, I'm like 50 Cent will wash TI, but then niggas in the South is gonna say, get the fuck out of here. TI will wash 50. So it's like I think the reason why you're going so hard is because in the nineties, if you didn't like Snoop and Tupac, you got DMX and and Biggie. So that's a good point. Gus, I understand what you're saying, and I respect you're saying you're feeling towards DMX. I do respect that. But what you're doing is you're really downplaying what Snoop was and what he did. Snoop, it's like you're gonna say name ten songs. You wanna say name ten songs, name twenty songs. My nigga, I can't name ten or twenty songs for either one. When I hear DMX, the first thing coming to my head is X gonna give it to you or the, the, the I forgot the name party of the song. Up, he named party up. The girl when he, when the song when he names all the girls when he be like Keisha, Lorana, blah da 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 da. Like right. first off, so you don't know so, the names of these songs, bro. No, nah, I'm listen. But let, let, let me just like <laughs> I, I can't just I can't think of the top of my head. But if you if you if you really want to if you was to go to a club 
and they play drop it like it's hot, it's over. Like, if you play really not... Rough Rider Anthem, it would it be popular? Okay, yeah, yeah. You play Rough Rider Anthem to New York niggas. Yeah, to New York. Well, you play, oh, yeah. drop, you play, you play Rough Rider Anthem at Coachella, that's oh, not no. going to go off like that. It's not going to hit. You, 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 don't don't know, drop it like you don't know that. I went to, I went to Cal, when I was in Cali, I went to DMX concert. How about how's it going? Okay, okay. How's it going? It was a little weird. Okay, it was a little weird. Okay, but what you're doing, okay, the semantics now. But the point still remains that I'm not saying that Snoop is going to beat DMX or DMX is going to beat Snoop, but you're saying that he's DMX is just going to wash Snoop based off of three albums? That's crazy because if you think about Snoop just dropped an album last year or 2018, I forgot. Yeah, the gospel. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't a gospel album. He just that dropped. A, that was the last. No, album or he dropped an album before that. Or he dropped one just before that. But regardless, it's Snoop, bro. Let's let's not disrespect Snoop. That's like, he put that's out a like, reggae like, album. He put on a gospel yeah. album. Rap. Yeah. Let, me not, let me not disrespect Snoop. I give Snoop respect because he he lasted so long. He lasted no longer than any we don't artist. we don't have to. Okay, look, I'm just sorry. saying that X. Is you know look, what you're okay. right. I, I'm look, a New Yorker, and that's what probably plays into my. It's it's a, look, look. It's always going to be a bias, right? It's always going to come down to a bias. Look at when we spoke about Jada and Fab. I'm a Fabulous fan more than I am a Jada fan. You are a more Jada fan than I, than I, you are a Fabulous fan. I think that Fab's line of work outshines Jada's, but then obviously you think the other way, right? But at least in that point, we're comparing two New York rappers. What you're doing is saying that Snoop is trash and he will be washed because it's not the flow that you follow. So if you don't follow that flow, that's fucked up. There's, there's, that's like, like you know what? Even these little kids that like Lil Uzi Vert and shit and Lil Pump, these niggas will say these niggas is better than Jay-Z. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. You're yeah, wrong. Like, I don't know. Like I'd have to shoot five with a nigga that say these I actually got, I actually got Snoop's, I actually got, I actually got Snoop's first album and it's fire. That's fine. I'm, okay, so no, no, this I'm, is opinionated. Look, let's not say watch. It's going to be a good It's going to be a good battle. battle. In your opinion, who you think gonna be a, edge edge who's going to win? I in think, your opinion. In, in my honest opinion, I think Snoop is going to win simply because... Simply, the, in my, my... Is there a win, way though? he wins? No, okay, but listen. Is there winning, but, though? But, like, I just want to hear the music. I, th- I think Snoop will come out on top simply because... For X is going to be a lot of songs from the 90s. And if you're in the head of 90s, that is my daughter crying in the background. Um, it's going to be a lot of 90s songs. If you don't know that song, you're not going to remember it. Gus, Snoop is going to play something from 2012. Cry. And, ah, yep, there go my daughter. But they're going to play something from Snoop. From the, and it's going to be recent. And everybody's going to go, oh, my God, look, it's dropping like it's hot. And really then that's what we're going to forget. Right now? But yeah, that's where, I look, that's where I feel about that. So... We don't. The thing is, we not. We don't have to look for a winner. This, it doesn't have to be a winner. But it's, 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 we're just, it's called verses. But really, yeah, that's it's, like it's, it's just. It's just. Us it's it's more like music. Yeah, enjoy the music. You're right. I very much want to see DMX again because yeah. who does not get excited to see if DMX? DMX if, I feel like DMX actually. Like you, you touch booty off of DMX in eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? Like you got hype enough. Bark like a dog. Son, Yo, you want to bark like a dog? I wrote. I actually wrote a uh, a song. I took the the Huey B. Uh, the the melody to Huey B. If y'all don't know Huey B. Da da And I wrote a uh, a, a was it World Government? We had to do a report. And I talked about the Neolithic age. If y'all know that, I'm nerding out like a motherfucker right now. But we did a whole rap. About the Neolithic age, out of who we be, DMX has his moments, bro. Like I'm a DMX go hard, but I have a question for B Todd. As B Todd mentioned, B Todd, you from Atlanta? If you had to put two Atlanta artists against each other, 
in a versus battle, who would you want to see? So we've had some um, artists. We've had some Atlanta artists go. Be, Atlanta is a big and small, small place. So we've had a lot of Atlanta artists beef with each other. There's a lot of scope to it too. You know what I mean? Like, if I could do like a like not an artist but group versus group, I would probably say like Dungeon Family versus like Hustle Gang or something like that to get like because we those camps just have so much, so many artists come out of them. But I would. I really want to see Ti versus Fifty, because I think Ti takes Fifty hands down. Oh, yeah, I I think so too. oh no! But, I think um, I, that's that. I do. I do. No, you this is not. You think Ti takes Fifty? I love Ti, yeah. man. I, I, I. Don't say, don't say love like that. Not come on, man. <laughs> I think, I think that Ti would edge over um, Fifty. I think he would. I I feel like, to be honest with you, I think Ti. Would beat fifty for the same reason why I think Snoop Dogg would beat DMX. Like Ti, he may not have the big, huge oh in the club song, but when you just go through his discography of all the different songs that he has, bro, he's gonna yo Fifty Cent is gonna have a rough, rough day. And, and then man, don't forget, uh, I don't think my man DMX nah. got a gospel album too. He be preaching you every goddamn me. track. You know, what's different. got a gospel album too. He be preaching every goddamn track. These two artists are current, but they're also uh, long in the tooth, not disrespectfully, but Future and 2 Chains have decades of catalogs of music. That'll be and That'll be like, be what are saying? Like, what? I, I prefer... I I'll prefer, be looking around like, what? I prefer Look. Titty Boy over Future. I prefer I mean, Titty Boy over I, Future. I, I, let me tell you right now. I, I prefer... I, I agree with you, Israel. I prefer 2 Chains. But all I'm going no, to no, hear no, is... No, no, I didn't say 2 chains. I said Titty Boy. Well, I that's for Titty Boy. He's not listening. He's not listening, bro. This is, I didn't say Titty two Boy chains. is 2 chains, man. What the... Yeah, you but, know it's what a, but it's different. It's different. All right? 2 chains changed. He's he's a, he's an older rapper. Much older than a lot of people know. 2 chains yeah, has been around friend. for a long fucking time. When he was Titty Boy, he spit a little bit differently. And I enjoy oh. when he was Titty Boy. I saw so Ludacris DJ my eighth grade dance as Chris Level Up and Poon Daddy. They both like that. They right. were like, the yeah. Yeah. So dope. it was it was my honors dance in eighth grade too. So only the nerds got to see Chris Level Up and DJ. But bro, I mean, he's I love Ludacris. Mm. There's so many artists, bro. I don't know how you can do it, but I am I, I, biased. I wouldn't give you something like as cliche as Outcast, but maybe like a G got a battle. Jeezy versus Two Chains would actually be kind of interesting to watch because I think well, Jeezy versus Gucci Man would be kind of interesting. I like I I love Jeezy and like I think Jeezy I think Jeezy and Gucci Man would be a great battle. Gucci Man is oof. I don't know. I would pick Jeezy, and I'm not a big Jeezy fan, but I would pick Jeezy. I would put Gucci Man versus Future. I would do Jeezy versus Two Chains. Gucci versus Future is. That's just dark, bro. That's would, that's the lean that you don't want to go into. All you gonna get would, from future, all you gonna get from future is fucking lean and fucking some type of some type of league. Bro, he has fans for leagues that will like. I think his is bigger than we actually think. Just because we don't ride with future like that Not on a world, you gotta remember he he had like seventeen kids with like eighteen different women, and he still has women going. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Howard of the rap game. 
I would pick I would pick uh, Luda versus Ti again, even though they did beef with each other. Uh, they cool yeah. now, but I, like as far as a category, like the reason why I love Luda so much in his verses and pretty much every, every track that Luda put out had a motherfucker going nuts. It's not like with a lot of these other people where like they can go maybe fifteen tracks that you know and then five that's like damn I didn't do I know this one. Luda put out twenty tracks that everybody knew. And was fire. I think Luda versus Ti would be an ill one for me. It's 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 a fair matchup. I I lean Ti in that battle. I love Ludacris, but you know he's silly at the end of the day, and Ti is silly in a different way when he tries to start getting out his dictionary and start spelling it. <laughs> I, I know you you remember at the end of, you remember at the at the end of the stop song how how Ludacris finished off that Young Buck stop song. Bro, he said, nobody give a shit about you. Plus, your beef ain't legit. So please say off the T-I-P about dear. Young Buck got robbed of a career because of 50 Cent. Yeah, I'm just like, I think Young Buck could have been one of another great Southern rapper that just he was, didn't get to the He was my favorite member. He was my favorite member. My favorite member of G. And expect him to just pop like that. Like, you got to give him a Southern producer. You know he, what was, I mean? like, he was by far my favorite. When he when he started going, his second album is when he actually started doing like Southern beats on it. Because remember, he came out with, uh, what was that fucking track? Get Buck With Me? Get Buck With Me. We had like the Southern uh, uh, band playing. That shit was fire. I love Young Buck. But uh, we're getting a little bit of outside of what we normally talk about. We kind of went on the rainbow. That was a lot, though, because Gus was like really going we gotta give the audience a little extra because you know we Gus last was, week. Yeah, we didn't we didn't miss a week, but Gus was really going in. Um, you know, before we leave out of our the, the music that we were talking about, let's make sure that we give a, a small little quick uh, moment of silence for Naya Rivera. Uh if y'all don't know who Naya Rivera is, um she's a, first of all, she's a mother. She's a, she was a mother of a young a, a young boy, four years old. She happened to pass away, um, I believe by suspected drowning, and her son was found on the boat by himself. Uh, so let's just give a quick moment of silence for Naya. Yeah, rest in peace. You know the funny thing about that is the funny uh, thing moment, of silence, moment of silence. Moment of silence. Moment of silence works. That's <laughs> not how a moment of silence works. All right. All right. Can I get five seconds? Go ahead, Gus. All right. <laughs> nah, the quarter fellas. Oh, y'all, can't see, y'all can't see how stressed <laughs> everybody else was. No, no. Um, I didn't know who she was until like um, my little sister pointed out she was the the little girl from um, Family Matters that had a love interest with Richie, and I'm like, really? That was her? And I'm like, oh shit, because I didn't know who yeah. she was. I didn't know her. Well, the, 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 she was like 33 years old. She had been acting since she was three years old. That's crazy. The fact that you still remember that little Richie storyline blows my mind. Son, but, I watch. I watch. I watch, you don't watch um NBC um ABC Family. The I'll, fact I'll, that he wanted to interrupt her moment of silence for that. I'm giving, I'm giving, her, a shout, I'm giving her a shout out because of her work. Son, you I don't mean, like I still, ABC I still watch Family is the funniest thing I've yeah, ever heard. Still, I mean, so I watch ABC Family. That shit, you can watch all of recent um, of old TV shows. It's pretty dope. He said, yo, let's give a moment of silence. This nigga said, yeah, because she did do that. <laughs> First of all, you agreed with us. Yeah, we should give a moment of silence. All right. Yeah, I did. I gave like two seconds. Anyway, since I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, shout out to her and uh, you know, much respect, much love and condolences yeah, to her family. 
yeah. we're losing we're losing too many of our young young stars like so quickly, man. We're losing people every day, man. It's getting crazy. Shut up. It man. really is, man. Like, yeah, hey, everybody. Make you think about your mortality, man. I agree. I think you gotta really examine how you treat people and while you're in this life, you know, like what you're doing to make sure you're focusing on the most important things. Cause you truly do not know when will be your last day with somebody. And I know everybody on this podcast can relate to that. So Absolutely. yeah, man. Definitely. Um, so we got, you know, we didn't, we don't want to be too down too much, but we have a very important topic that we want to talk about. And this, uh, it's again, it's a revisit to one of our older topics, uh, Central Park Karen, a.k.a. Amy Cooper. She's already lost her job. She was a young lady who called the police on Christian Cooper, no relation, uh, in Central Park because uh, he asked her to leash her dog and she wasn't with the shits. And because she wasn't with the shits, she kind of went on a tirade and then, off- and then offered to call the police and say that Christian Cooper is threatening her. Now, she's already lost her job. She's been condemned. Social media has gotten on her ass. Uh, but now New York State or city is looking to press charge, press charges on her, and Christian Cooper doesn't want to go through with it. Guys, I want to know your your thoughts on this. Uh, let's start out with let's start out with Tech. Tech, how do you feel about this? Well, you know how I feel about that whole situation. It really really pissed me off when the whole thing came about. I posted it to my social media, and I'm like, damn man, this woman needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And now Christian Cooper is acting like he's a cop or he's a judge and he can dictate if somebody should be charged or not. At the end of the day, Amy Cooper committed a crime and she should be held accountable for that crime. Because if it was that she was on the other foot, I guarantee she would be sitting up in that courtroom telling everything against him. So I he's entitled to do what he wants to do, but he has to understand that what he's doing is setting people but us as a people back because people have been calling the cops on black people for centuries they do it all the time because they know for a fact that if cops show up to a situation and they see a black person they see a white person they're more likely going to side with whatever the white person is saying and the fact that she knew that and she knew that if the cops came there he would be put in a very very dangerous situation and she did that with without a care in the world he shouldn't be able to dictate if she gets prosecuted or not so i think that he's a fool for that if he was if he was not going to actually Go through with it. Why did you even record it and put the video out to be in? That's what I'm thinking. And then, you know, like, um, my phone, my, my daughter, I had to hold my daughter. Here. Sorry, guys. Uh, shout I think out, shout out to the guests. Well, the six guests on the show, Mackenzie. So, you know, I think the, the, the biggest issue is, yeah, Mackenzie, what do you want? Say hi. Anyway, I think the biggest issue with that situation is, you know, realistically, if you if you're gonna if you wanna the, the Amy Cooper, you you lost all these things based off of your actions. If you knew you really wasn't gonna do this, you didn't want to go forward with it, recording the video and then posting it and then letting the whole world know. At that at that point, you could have just walked away. You might as well just had her yell, scream, and say whatever her bullshit is. Yell at her, call her, call her a bitch or something, and then just go apart to a different part of the park. Because at that point, then your your whole message is gone. What was the message you was trying to convey? Uh, this whole thing about t- turn the other cheek, be the better person. Fine, I get that, but you know she did she she did what she had to do. She did what she did, and it could have turned out bad. So I mean, the way I look at it is, I, I don't think 
uh, I don't care what he did. You you definitely have the choice. You have the choice to, to you have the decision and the choice to do whatever you want. But if you're gonna if you try to play victim in the beginning and then now not be the victim, then to me you just robbed up people for no reason. Well, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna insult this man by calling him a fool and all that because that's his choice. Would I would have would I would have do it done it? Nope. Um, it's bigger than everyone. He's what he's doing right now is basically turn other turn another cheek and letting this thing go on. Like um, what Kadeem and Tech touched on is that if you didn't want this thing to go as far as it did, why did you record it? But I'm not going to sit here and insult the man for having a bigger heart. I mean, I know I wouldn't do it, but it, like I said before, it's bigger than all of us. And I feel like for him, letting this thing slide is going to set the message that we are not going to stand. We're, we're going to stand by the foolishness and not not act on it. So I hopefully Christian Cooper can actually sit there and think about it and actually just go ahead with it because I understand that you want to be nice and don't want to pile onto other people's misery, but sometimes you have to do some stuff just to make things, to get things done. And, um, and I just hope that he changes mind. That's it. So, so let me ask a question. B time. Let me ask this. I'm going to direct this question to you. Um, one, one, because you are, you are what we consider an ally. I don't really like using the term ally. I feel like it takes, it's giving time to something. To uh, yeah. to somebody that you already fuck with, like I, like B Todd is white. We we all know that, but we don't fuck with B Todd because he's white. We fuck with B Todd because he's B Todd, and that's what we respect and that's what we appreciate. But as a white person, do you think that in a situation like this, Christian Cooper is maybe doing a dis a disservice to what Black Lives Matter is attempting to do when it comes to fair and equal opportunities for Black people, but also in our relationships with police officers and how the police have been uh have been used against us do you think that maybe somebody a, a situation like this does need to go further and did, does need to be prosecution for this oh um well the very short and quick and easy answer to that is yes like we 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 need like prosecutions to be made to start setting examples right and like this incident was before George Floyd. Remember, like this was like the beginning of the crazy shit of twenty. It was literally, it was literally on the same day. Like capped the shit off, and like, so what I do know about Christian Cooper is he did not expect it to go viral. He put it online, I think, as a shaming thing. But like, actually, he didn't, actually he, not, not to cut you off, Bita, he didn't even put it online. It was his sister that did. He right. sent the video to his sister, and his sister's the one that put it online. Okay. So, and I remember the interviews coming out that he didn't want anything to do with this period, right? But it was like it was posted online. The internet ran with it, and we are all on the same page. Amy Cooper deserves everything that happened to her. She deserves a like an an, an educational ass whooping of sorts, a cultural ass whooping. She needs to be brought up to speed that. You can't just do what you want. And like, you know, that's the, me on my white privilege soapbox is a whole nother podcast. Um, but white people just got to let go of control and um, stop. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think Christian Cooper has the right in his own personal life to walk back the charges or to at least say, I don't want to like press charges against her. Right. If he is coming from this from like a 
Christian or spiritual kind of sense, and this is a moment of him for forgiveness, or maybe he's trying to set a different tone. I think being that he was the victim in all of this, he has the right to do what he feels he needs to do. I am not capable of placing judgment on this man because in many ways I'm white and this does not affect me directly, right? This this does affect a great deal of people that I care about though, right? And so I think that there is room for Christian to back off and say he doesn't want it. And I think the system should still just go through it with it anyways. And I think she deserves to serve time, like, or at least to come down with these sanctions and to just get what's coming to her because that shit was not okay. Right. You, you choked the dog to death. You lost your sanity over a black man. And like, <laughs> this man was bigger than toy lanes. All right. So like, you know what I mean? But like, the tone has to be set like for America to get through this next part, we have got to be making examples in defense of black lives. And that's, that's on period. Ooh. Yeah. I felt that drop some bars right there. That's from, that's from me. B Todd. I have a whole completely different life experience than a lot of people, but like, I, I believe America has a, a beyond soul searching and posting shit on, you know, online and just like promoting people to be your diversity CEO or whatever. Like it's, it's gotta be genuine beyond anything else and just humble yourself. Like as a Christian, man, I feel like Christians gotta be the first ones to kind of step up because it's all about like, I don't know. I'm also an actor and empathy is a big thing. So, but you know, I'm a man of the people. I'm here. Can I ask you a question now? Sure. Do you feel that you sometimes may struggle with your faith when it comes to seeing how much hatred there is in the world? Where, oh, where, especially, especially in race relations when people oh, claim to be Christians and then, and then still work and react that way? I called out my church for not taking enough of a stance when these crimes were happening years ago. And I was especially vocal around the time of George Floyd, because all these churches that are coming up now, and this is not against Christianity. I am a Christian myself, but I am, I I do hold us accountable. And I think that like the church needs to be on the front lines of this stuff. If we're talking about how like we care, we love, let love lead first, you know, forgiveness and everything that goes with Christian values. We've got to be the ones showing that beyond anything else. And what I find is a lot of churches especially want to go for the big diversity, right? They want to be like a big mainstream church that everybody comes to. And then it's the same with a college, right? You may have an 8% black population for that student school, but who's on the pamphlets, the flyers, the website and everything else, right? Like you pimp out your congregants of the minorities, right? And you flourish them, you put them on front. So if you're going to do that, fine. But then you also have to be on the front line and you have to be the most vocal about we are allies in this together. We are. We will not let our black brothers and sisters go down like this. It should be the same across the board when we're going for like against DACA and like immigration. Like if we were a country that was built on immigrants, we should allow immigrants to keep coming in and protect them and their right to pursue an American dream. Right. Like 
I'm I'm what you would consider like a patriot of the completely different variety. Because when I hear patriot, I get disgusted. I think of like stars and bars and guys on farm, you know, and like I I, I don't like that. I believe in what the promise of what America can be. And I believe in holding us to that standard and not letting off people's neck until we get there. There we go. I'm sorry if I asked you a rough question, but I do appreciate the answer. Not rough at all. (laughs) Listen, I think it's more than worthwhile for us. You know, again, these are, these are conversations that need to be had. These are points that people need to hear. And, you know, a, a lot of people aren't ready to have those conversations, but that can't stop us from talking. That can't stop us from directing people to learn a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I definitely know that I feel I feel more than comfortable enough speaking for the whole crew when I say thank you for that. Shout out to you for that. Yeah, good, brother. Yes, thank sir. You. Thank you. Uh, so, I, I mean, for all that, I guess we, we all give a whole, you know, it's agreeing that anybody, especially that Christian Cooper has the opportunity to um, to do as he pleases. We, we want to make sure that everybody's opinion is always validated, that we don't invalidate people's feelings. Uh, but understanding that there's so much more behind it now and that a lot of these things that are happening, we need to, we need to start showing people what the results of their hatred can be. And I think when it comes to Amy Cooper, we have to go through prosecution in order to start start building that up because so many people get away with it because there isn't anybody to hold them accountable to it. Losing your job is, is mm-hmm. rough. Sure, your ability to feed yourself is rough, but she's, she's, she's pretty well off. So I, mean, I don't like, know that she's hurting that. If you anything from it, then we wasted time and energy and effort and everything. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's one thing to lose your job, and she may not have a job for a foreseeable future, and good. Like, you profited off of your privilege and being racist, and now, like, you have to figure shit out a different way because you're not allowed to be racist anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, we, you know, it's, we got a, a law passed called the Breonna Taylor Act, and we still don't have the people who got Breonna Taylor. Like, yeah, it's true. These laws and things, it's like, I, I don't even know what to make of it anymore because, you know, we got Black Lives Matters on the streets, but we still don't have people staying off the necks of, like, people on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's all. So, you, yo, y'all, y'all hear this motherfucker? That's my man, Beat Tizzle. AKA Beats, I speak it as truth. And, you know, we all, we, we all appreciate it. We laugh and we joke. Y'all know how we get down on the podcast. But um, I think th- those were some very powerful truths that each one of y'all spoke and is and is needed. And, uh, and you know, I appreciate having this conversation with y'all. Before we wrap up, though, we have one question that we got from uh, from Stacey, AKA Miss Smiles, up on Instagram. Hey, Miss Smiles. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just to change the news. That man, Patty Mahomes, got a $500 million 10-year contract. We don't need to talk about it. I just need that news to be said. I think it's the stupidest shit in the world to be 10 years with a team, but you got $500 million. Let's go to the ladies' topic. I don't want to hear what Gus has to say because this nigga's going to say something. <laughs> Let's go to the ladies' topic. I just wanted the respect to be known for Patty Mahomes. Don't even my wife shouldn't even have said his name. Because uh, shout out to him for getting his bread, but that ten years in football years for one team, team was a stupid contract. Yeah, ten years the same team was done. Gus, shut your ass up. Go to the next topic. All right, I was I'm, I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna go on it. But all right. no, no, shut no, your no, ass. just shut up, Gus. Nobody wants to hear you right now. Nobody wants to hear your shit. Go to the next topic. Uh, the last question again. Miss Miles on Instagram, aka Stacy, dropped us off a question. Gentlemen, do you feel? That you can express, uh, do you feel that you can express yourself after a breakup emotionally? 
the reason why we asked the reason why she asked this question is that she says it seems that men just move on after a breakup. So are we free to feel the pains that we actually feel, or do we just move on and go on to the next? Uh, famous, famous, you just you just uh, started out talking real quick. So so start us off with this. You answer first. Bro, I have my daughter, dogs. Okay. <laughs> so so you. So um, oh, she sleep. You, oh, my bad. Uh, nope, she just woke up. Okay. Um, so say. So the first question. Um, say the question again. I'm my fault. Uh, do you feel that men can express themselves emotionally after a breakup, or allowed to heal themselves emotionally after a breakup? I think that I think it goes how you how you're raised, how you're brought up. Um, some so there are some that are in tune with their emotions, there's some that aren't. I do think it is possible for a person to express themselves emotionally. I know that when I was younger, I was always one that said like I could get over a girl in like two weeks. Um, it's a little bit different now because I'm married. Like nobody fucking my wife after this. So like I, if my wife breaks up, I'm probably killing everybody. <laughs> wow, suicide, Kadeem. That, that it's that's homicide. Not, that's homicide. 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 No, no, homicide. no, no. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> You had your chance to make a comment. You always, you, you almost get there, and then you just fuck it up. You fuck it up. Shifty G. But no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is possible, but I think that there's, just, there's a good majority of men who are just not in tune with that side. So they, I don't believe that they, uh, they feel like, you know, they're not emotional and they're perfectly fine. It bothers them. They just don't show it to their friends, their family. You know, a lot of times when you're a lot of guys just throw a facade to show, you know, like, yeah, you know, fuck that bitch. I'm going to fuck a bunch of other bitches. Like, that's how guys, there's many guys that kind of move like that. So I think, like, there are some that are in tune with their emotional side that should and can healthily, you know, get over, I mean, get go through their emotional feelings after a breakup. But I just think it's just kind of the way society is. That's why some men do, some men don't. All right, uh, Gus, how you think? I mean, uh, I couldn't agree uh, that it's all about who you who you're around, how you how you were raised, and that's pretty much it. Like, it's all about how how emotionally invested you, invested you are with someone and who you're around. If you have a, someone that's around you that's actually doing right by some lady or whoever, and it sometimes comes uh, moves over to the person that you're chilling with. So, like me personally. I know that I can hide my emotions a lot. I usually act off uh, rage and anger and all that dumb shit. But I usually hide my emotion because that's how I was raised. Never to show your emotion because it makes you weak. So I know that's how I, how I was raised around my environment. That's how that's what we always do. We always hide our emotions. We never let a never let a girl know how you feel. Always always act hard and be tough and shit like that. But the older I, I've gotten, I've realized that fuck all that shit. These niggas ain't shooting in the gym with me, so I gotta somehow express how I feel towards this person because, you know, you're getting older. You know what I mean? You gotta f- learn how to, you know, try to connect with people and try to, you know, just express yourself. Yeah, Zach, how you feel? Well, considering that I was married and I dealt with a really, really bad, bad breakup when break it came up. to that, um, I definitely understand what it's like to like try to put up a good face for everybody because you want to make sure that you show off that you're strong and it's men are supposed to be strong and not supposed to show any kind of like, you know, weakness or anything like that. But behind the scenes, I was fucked up. 
there was many moments where I would, you know, cry myself to sleep and it was really tough. And I know a lot of women tend to think that men just move on real quick, but trust me, if a man really loves you and the shit doesn't work out, trust me, we feel it. We may not, you know, post on social media or play like slow songs and shit like that, but trust me, when we're in our moment of solitude, we, we definitely feel it. You know, we do have emotions, we do have feelings, but you know, society says that men are supposed to always stay strong and not show any kind of emotions. But I'm letting women know that, yes, men do have feelings. We do. We don't just get over it real quick. We just have to put up that front because that's what the expectation is of a man is, oh, I can just move on. It's nothing. But from my perspective, when I when I fell in love, I fell hard. And when it shit didn't work out, it definitely impacted me. So that's how I feel about it. Be tired. So I don't think this is a male versus female issue. I think, you know, whatever was suffering in the relationship is going to be what you have to work through on the outside, right? But for the sake that we are men, and this is a a woman asking this, I think it's totally possible for a, a man to connect emotionally, but you have to be willing, A, I think, to have some solitude, like Tech said, like a man has got to get away from the noise and the bullshit and the distraction to like think through those things. I think there has to be more of a culture where we got to stop calling men pussies and bitches for expressing themselves emotionally. So we have to normalize spaces where men can be vulnerable and emotional and not attack them or demean them for being that. Um, and unfortunately for like us men, I think our generation, I think we have like, I think the responsibility is on us to correct the heirs of our fathers because we inherited their emotional trauma and bullshit. And a lot of the times we don't even know how we carry that forward with us. And I can tell you, like, my last relationship was about four or five years ago. And my five years of being single, like, I had to examine and go deep on a lot of shit that I didn't want to take into my family. Like, I spent probably, if you put all the dates together in my 35 years of life that I've actually spent with my father, it would fit in one calendar year. You know what I mean? It would fit within 365 days throughout my entire life, you know? So, like... I want to be a father, but I don't want to pass on certain traits that I inherited from him that I see in myself that he wasn't even around enough to influence in me. You know what I'm saying? Like genetically trauma is passed on as much as like it's learned culturally. So we all have our traumas of our fathers being that tough, silent type and like you know, unfortunately the work is on us and, you know, guys, there's therapy out there. It's more available now than ever to just call somebody. You don't even have to go to somebody's office. You can video chat this stuff. Like, but it's on us. Like, you know, we have to unpack the baggage that we don't even know we have, but it is possible. It is possible. But, you know, shout out to the women who who gave us space and we were just too ignorant and too hurt to even like know how to overcome that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times we'll find out further down the road, the women will take credit for it. Like, oh, you know, he's so much better after me, but I'm the one that changed him. Well, you know, cool. Good for you. Chill on that, though. It's not our fault that we weren't given these tools from birth because how many of us really had our dads coming up? You know what I mean? To show you, like, 
I only know how to treat a woman because I was raised by four women saying this is what a man should do. But you still need a male presence in your life. And if you don't, you know, it's on us, unfortunately. I um, I feel the exact same way. I think we all made very valid points. And I feel the exact same way Beta does. Having gone through therapy for uh, having gone to therapy for a few reasons, uh, one of them trying to understand and get a, a better understanding of my infidelities and why I continue to be to cheat with no matter which woman I got with, it was always going to be an issue. I went and I was like seeking out the opportunity. I think more of us people as a whole need to seek out uh, opportunities to heal themselves. When we go through breakups, we just be so quick to move on to the next because our world doesn't allow for that. It's, our society doesn't allow for that, especially when we talk about men and what we perceive men to be and what we perceive weakness and strength to be and how toxic that shit is. Um, but, you know, we, we're, we're trying. And at least with, within our walls and our realm and who we are for, for the four or five men that we're having this conversation right now, we understand that. And I think sometimes we even have to rely on, on our boys to really be your boys and tell you, yo, take your time, relax. Like, listen, I know that shit hurt. One of the toughest things that I've had to deal with was when my daughter's mother and I, uh, when, we, when we broke up. And I mean, it was one thing when we broke up. It was another thing when she actually kicked me out of the house. We were living together. She kicked me out. I called my boy. He came over. He picked me up. And uh, we were sitting in his living room talking, and I was like, I can't believe she did that shit. Mind you, she had every right to, because I, I was, I, I was terrible. But when we broke up, it didn't really hit until I got to his house, and I fucking cried. And he did one of the things that solidified him. I mean, granted, I've known him since I was eleven. We have a, a plus twenty year relationship, friendship. And he walked up to me, he hugged me, he grabbed me, and he hugged me, and he held me. He said, "Yo, you're gonna be alright." And that was one of the greatest healing things that has ever happened to me in my life, to have another man walk up to me and hug me and tell me I'm going to be okay while I was having a moment of weakness. And we do have those moments of weakness. Uh, heartbreak isn't, isn't just strictly a, a female thing to happen. Dudes get their heart broken, but we have to be vulnerable enough and, and just honest with ourselves enough to go through it and, and get through it by taking our time to see ourselves through that pain. That pain is there. Acknowledge that shit. And then proceed forward with it afterwards. I think that's why arts are so valuable in school, man, honestly, because I think if you can teach a child art, you can teach them how to express themselves. And if men get bottled up, you know what I mean? And it's the thing is, like, we are emotional. We just have, like, the shittiest time communicating that and getting that out of our heads. And, like, we react to our emotions physically. We just don't know how to translate it because we just don't have that skill set. But, you know, I think, I think there's a way that we can. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. And we may get there. We may get there next episode. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of episode 13 of the Talking Bullshit podcast. Shout out to our wonderful, beautiful soul of a guest, B Time. B Time, ladies and gentlemen, give me a round of applause, B Time. Clap, clap. Thank you. We're working on the, the clap sound effects. It'll sound better yeah, at some point. Heavy, bro. Uh, but definitely glad to have you. Glad to be able to have this conversation. You already know what it is. My name is Israel Setter, a.k.a. Mr. What's Poppin'. Gentlemen, say y'all thing and see us out of here. B-Tide, you go last so you can spit your shit. Well, this is Gus, and I'm out. 
Shifty G. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Shifty G. All AKA right. Gun. All right. That was that was a terrible outro. Tech, please show him how it's done. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another great episode of the Talking Bullshit Podcast. Um, we hope that you truly, truly enjoyed the conversation. We love talking to each other. We love talking. We love bullshitting. And we hope you enjoyed it, too. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with a friend. All right. I'm going to do Famous Voice because I think his daughter's sleeping on his chest, and I don't want him to talk loud to wake up. How does Famous sound to me? You see, you see, that that that's the shit. Anyway, he's <laughs> your, your boy famous. I'm currently in a compromised position because my daughter's currently laying on my chest. So I'm gonna go by famous dad for the night. You know, once again, we do appreciate we listen to the, the podcast, the topics. Shout out to all of you guys out there. You know, have a good one, guys. I rip and I rhyme. I rhyme and I rip. This is the way that famous spits. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Famous, 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 famous. That is culturally insensitive. You racist. <laughs> B Todd, let them tell them one more time where, where we can find you on uh, on your social medias, and if you have anything going on in your life right now, you want to share with us, so we can probably we can we can check out. We can tell our listeners to check out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, got my uh, my next film, Dodgy, is going to be hitting the film festival circuit this uh, this fall. My first film, Black and Blue, which is. Uh, very near and dear to my heart, um, which actually covers, you know, police brutality uh, and racial injustice. We made this movie a couple years ago. It's going to be coming on Amazon Prime finally. Uh, hey. A week or two. So you guys can check that out. And that's uh, media, you can find me on Instagram at B-Todd's World, Twitter at B-Todd-J. And remember, you can be anybody you want to be in the world. I can only be Todd. I was about to say that was the whitest thing I heard, but that was amazing. He can only beat Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. We'll see you next Tech and music fan. We got uh, Chill Gus. And then we got his feet on the mic right here as well. And then last but not least, we got the one and only famous Kadeem. Cause we homies just kick back chilling Talking about the world we've been talking about us building What a feeling You got no chill guts So don't act conservative We know you rich Pulling all the big booty chicks I'm just fooling Nah real talk this a movement Kadeem in his NASCAR Speeding right past y'all Tech shooting Grammy nice Is winning all the fights Gus talking like he nice We know that boy be wildin' right Thank you when we blessed Just the talking BS <laughs> We beneficial call the ref We just talking bullshit